Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. Welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungemach, and we're glad that you're here. I'll be joined in just a moment by this week's guest, but before that, I want to say thank you to all those who help support the Gird Up Project. All of our content here at Gird Up is available free to anyone anywhere in the world who might benefit from our message, and we want to keep it that way. But we rely upon the contributions of our listeners in order to do so. You will never see any paywalls or exclusive content here at Gird Up. That being said, it does cost money to put a show like this together, so if you find what we're doing here valuable and you're willing and able to do so, please go to www.girdupministries.com, click on the menu, and select Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. That $5 donation goes a long way towards keeping this podcast going, and it helps us reach other men just like you. God's blessings, fellas. Enjoy the show. All right, fellas, the following interview was recorded at the Beats for Heartbeats Music Festival at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds in West Bend, Wisconsin on September 17, 2022. Heartbeats Inc. was established as a nonprofit organization in 2020, but fundraising efforts in the form of an event, Beats for Heartbeats, began in 2019. The mission of Beats for Heartbeats and Heartbeats Inc. is to celebrate the value of every human life through the power of Christ. And this, of course, is accomplished by acting as a conduit to provide support through awareness and fundraising for organizations that aggressively focus their efforts on benefiting abundant life for the most vulnerable. That includes pro-life and pregnancy counseling, foster care and adoption services, combating human sex trafficking, and depression counseling and suicide and euthanasia prevention. If you missed the event, but you would still like to contribute to the Beats for Heartbeats mission, you can donate at www.beatsforheartbeats.com forward slash sponsors. I'll include a link to that uh, Beats for Heartbeats website in the episode description below. Now, while we were there, we had the opportunity to sit down with several of the organizations that are supported by Heartbeats, Inc., and had some awesome chats with them, and you're about to hear one of those conversations right now. We were recording outside on a very windy day, so forgive some of our windiness and background noise and things, but it's a great conversation, absolutely worth a listen. We're going to get into it right now, and remember, we have put links to their website and their social media down in the description below. We're sitting now with uh, CFS. So um, you guys are Dan and Angie from Christian Family Solutions. Hello, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Living the dream, man. And Angie, how are you today? I'm great. Good. And we got Gus on the other microphone as well. I'm Charlie Ungamak, of course. Uh, First, let's just start off. Why don't you guys tell us uh, what CFS is and what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. You want me to do that, or Go you for need it. to do that? Go yeah. For it. Um, so, uh, Christian Family Solutions has been around since uh, 1965, and we uh, originally incorporated by the name of Wisconsin Lutheran Child and Family Service. Oh. Uh, we do business as Christian Family Solutions. We do senior care. We have a senior care facility in Hartford, and but I guess the largest part of our organization is uh, pertains to Christian counseling. So we do outpatient. 
uh, also higher levels of care, intensive outpatient day treatment programs, and but general just Christian counseling is kind of what we're known for. Yeah, awesome. I did not know you guys had a senior living center. Yep. yep. How long yeah, has that been, been around? A, that's actually been our, our history. We started as uh, with a nursing home in Milwaukee. That was that was our okay. first kind of. We we d- we even did adoptions back in the day. Oh. Uh, and so adoptions of old people. Is yeah. No. <laughs> no. Right. No. That was younger, different end of the spectrum. Wow. Adopt yeah. a grandparent. Yeah. Know. Right. Right. Anyway, no. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and so we, we uh, eventually, we kept that, uh, and now we have a facility uh, up in Hartford. Uh, how many beds is that, do you think, up, up in Hartford now? Is that 40 apartment uh, areas, I think, that's what they have? I think that's what it is, yeah. Mm. Okay, so. cool. And now I personally have benefited greatly from Christian, uh, from CFS Counseling, um, especially you guys are on, uh, have a pretty significant presence on the MLC campus. Oh, yeah. It's a huge blessing to a lot of us there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also as a teacher, I've benefited greatly from you guys working with some of my students and things like that. So first of all, thank you for the services. You bet. Um, Definitely a wonderful thing to have. I guess the first question to ask is why Christian counseling services? Why specifically Christian? What difference does it make? Um, Is there any difference at all? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, definitely all all that. I mean, yes, definitely Christian counseling. I mean, we're in an age right now where in our field, and I'll just talk about our field of mental health. Um, it's it's a it's a rough field. Uh, it is it's very the the world view in our field uh, is definitely anything but Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go to a, a secular counselor... And you say this is like the field of psychology? field of psychology okay. in general, just mental health okay. psychology. You know, a lot of the, of the graduate programs that are out there right now, um, the worldview is, is it's me, myself, and I. I mean, it, that, that's what your worldview is. Uh, it's, it's anti-Christian if it's anything. Uh, so we, it's, a, it's a challenging time right now uh, because so much of our field has this idea that there should be no Christian in counseling. They should be completely separate. If you want something uh, religious, uh, then you go to your pastor um, if that's something you want, but you you keep that out of the mental health field uh, completely. And that's the opposite of what we do. Um, we We feel very strongly that when you're talking about challenges of life, you, you have to incorporate God's word. You have to talk about sin and grace. You have to talk about our identity in Christ. You, that, that's the, the motivation for change. Uh, it, it comes from your, your love of Christ. So it has to be incorporated uh, in that soul care experience. And we call that integrating psychology, the fields of psychology and theology. So, so there, but in our field and in our culture today, that's not looked upon real favorably. Mm-hmm. Well, and immediately in my brain, one of the red flags would be um, going to a Christian counselor who doesn't necessarily share your own doctrine as well. Exactly. Is that, I, mean, I can imagine that would be a problem. To what degree yep, is yep. that uh, an issue, do you think? Well, you got to look at, you know, we just came back from, la- was it last year, Angie? We went to the American Association of Christian yes. Counselors mm-hmm. Convention. Uh, and that was, that was it's usually in Nashville. I think that was in Florida that we went to. Seven, eight thousand. Oh yeah, I had Ben, uh, Doctor Ben. What's yeah, his? Ben yeah. Coles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had him right yep. after that. Yeah. Yep, we were we were there with him, and that's seven, eight thousand people who call themselves Christian counselors. Now, the the field of Christian counseling uh, in general is is comes from a more um, reformed kind of a background. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a heavy emphasis on on law and doing things. Um, whereas a confessional Lutheran approach 
will balance that law with gospel. Yeah. Um, so that the motivation to change comes from your relationship with Christ and what he has already done for you, not what you need to do for anyone else. It's yeah. done. It's by grace. And we understand that. And that's what sets your heart on fire to change. Yeah. So different philosophy of Christian counseling. And, and if you're willing to talk a little bit more about that, I, I, well, somebody somebody that I've known very well um, like it, uh, had uh, more of a evangelical background yeah. in their faith. And one of the things that they talked quite a bit about like in our theological conversations was the idea of like two baptisms. And so like your first baptism, you come out of the wilderness into like baptism with water, you come out of the, out of the wilderness. No, you come out of Egypt into the wilderness, right? And then in the wilderness, God sanctifies you essentially. And then um, after you've been sanctified, then you're baptized in the spirit. And then you're like in the promised land of God's favor and all that. Um, what and that that's a pretty even if they don't use that language that is a pretty common conception of sanctification and baptism and things in the evangelical community. Um, how does that affect someone who's potentially struggling with some mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, and things? Well, like that? again, it it always comes back to, am I doing enough? Am I good enough? And you you're you're trapped by that, especially with someone who has anxiety and dealing with anxiety. Am I am I doing enough? Uh, and w- the, the, the piece that is not emphasized is it's already done. You know, we're, we're, it has been done for you. There's no pressure to perform. There's no pressure. You don't have to do the right thing. Um, you don't have, there's no shoulds, there's no musts. Um, th- that we, we have to remember the, the balance there with the gospel understanding. Sanctification is, of course, a, a, a wonderful blessing, emphasis, that, that we, a gift from the Holy Spirit. Justification is always important, too, uh, and to remember that it's done, yeah. done for you. That, in terms of counseling and helping people, when you're sitting down with someone, man, help them be free. Uh, uh, release that pressure, release that anxiety, release all. Be free. Uh, and then learn skills to help address that anxiety. Learn the deep breathing, learn the visualization, learn the, that all that all can happen, but let's start first with the motivation of why we're gonna do that, why we're gonna learn those skills, yeah. why we're gonna change. Okay, here's a, a super loaded question. All right, and all you right. don't have to answer this. This is Angie's then, this <laughs> is <Okay>. Angie's. <laughs> yeah. So um, Jesus, Jesus says, come to you all me who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. So how then, why? Say, and this is something you'll actually hear, and I'm sure you guys have heard this. Um, you're not hearing it for the first time from me, but if that's true, then anxiety and depression shouldn't be an issue for a Christian. How do you? How do you? I mean, and and that can be really damaging then to somebody who does yeah. have the, do those struggles, right? Who has that mindset? Yeah. How how yeah. how would you address somebody that has that mindset? And maybe what would you say to somebody um, who's choosing not to seek out counseling or something then because of that mindset? That that is a great question, and we run into that a lot because there is that that feeling of guilt that I should be better, I should have a stronger faith, I shouldn't be feeling this way, and I think that's what the beauty of what Christian Family Solutions is is doing right now is marrying that clinical side with the spiritual side, so that we can bring the clinical skills to help you with that negative self talk talk, right, Dan? If that's the yep, word, yep. Um, and the spiritual side together and when you do that something really powerful happens it's 
you know, COVID has brought to us a lot of difficulties in our society and a lot more need for mental health. But one thing it has done is it has made us more and more determined to define what Christian counseling, good Christian counseling is and to deliver it with consistency because you asked you said the question before about you know how do you know that it, it it's dependent on the counselor's faith right what they're going to present in that counseling session we are working really super hard to make that more consistent and defined and manualized in the delivery so that every session is an opportunity to marry those clinical skills with the gospel yeah awesome. and, and let's be honest you know people come to counseling to get rid of problems you know there's a problem you're coming to counseling to be happy to to you know get rid of the problem right yeah and there's this thing called the theology of suffering where there is purpose in that and a lot of counselors will just completely you know look over that and and forget about that there's purpose in suffering it's part of our life it, there there's we are broken people and from a counseling experience you you can't just magically wave a wand or say this fantastic words of wisdom that are going to completely change your life and and all your problems are going to be gone that that doesn't happen but we can help you understand the purpose for why life mm-hmm. seems to suck sometimes yeah you know what yeah. why does it seem to just not work and people will come to us and they they just think there's got to be something better there's got to be something better to life than 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 this Mm -hmm. um but the 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 fact of the matter is god gives us great blessings and we're living in a broken world that just doesn't work and we are here to help support people who are going through that brokenness yeah counseling is part of the blessings of what he gives right he says i will you know i will be there for you my dear child he's not necessarily here with his hands but through the hands of someone else yeah well Mm -hmm. one of my favorite uh conversations on on this in this regard is i'm going to misquote the passage uh, so don't hate on me too much but um when i think it's in the epistles when uh the statement is made like god will not test us or burden us beyond what we can what what you can bear the word you there is plural he's not talking to individuals he's talking to a community of believers Mm -hmm. who are going to bear up together to meet the needs that they find within their community yep Yep. the same with put on the armor of god i believe that is plural passage as well Mm. so we always talk about how we as christian counseling can help people stand up under all of the pressures that are going on right now yeah so that means I learned at least one thing in Greek class. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Good for at you. At least well, one. Yeah. Three years yeah. and I learned right, something. Right. <laughs> right. We're going to pull some Hebrew out of this too. Yeah. Hey, so right. You, you want to hear us sing the Hebrew <laughs> yeah. alphabet? Yeah. Or the Shema? No. No, I don't. Oh, okay. bit. Oh. Oh. Right. I was ready. I wanted to. but Don't embarrass me. Well, Gus, ask a question. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Yeah. Gus, you got a question? Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask. So something... So therapy. <laughs> hey, oh, hey. It's okay. If there's any emotional damage that I suffer from this, I'll just come back to you guys and you guys <laughs> can fix go. it anyway. Yeah. You're not paying right now. Let's just, let's just make that. Emotional yeah. turmoil because of Charlie Ungamak. Right, um, I mean, right. So uh, growing up, I went to I was uh, I went to a public school, and so you can see Boo. even in public circles that uh, therapy, any kind of counseling in general, is just kind of something. Well, nobody really wants to do it because they think that's going to be something. I mean, 
quite frankly, is a show of weakness, right? But yep. it seems yep. as though things nowadays are kind of turning away from that. Completely right? different. It's yeah. coming around the edge. And so with that uh, kind of in mind, what's kind of what's been bringing people to you, if you don't mind me asking? Like, not Man. like what is kind of the common theme that you're seeing in a lot of the sessions nowadays, if you if that's a statistic you have? Yeah, it, it's it it has the the stigma of mental health counseling i think is we we've come a long way with that wouldn't you say that yes. that that definitely has changed especially since covid mm-hmm. and and now it has gotten to the point where it's it's almost overwhelming in terms of the need mm-hmm. um we are we have over 100 therapists in our organization across the country 52 clinics in six states i think um, and we are just full. There, there's just so many people coming to us for everything. It, really? it, it just everything under the sun. If I, I guess if I were to kind of categorize it, um, marriage is a huge one. Okay. Um, it's guys and gals uh, working it out together and uh, you know having trouble. So it's that marital discord. We we have a lot of referrals, a lot of marital discord going on. Um, and then kids and teens um, and issues, all the issues related to kids and teens. Um, our the high schools that we serve, we're on site at 30 high schools uh, again this year. College campuses. 30 little high older. schools? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep, and then we serve 30 more by video. Um, so okay. we've, Are those we've spread out pretty widely? Is there, or is Did it I say high schools? I meant that's, that's grade schools and high schools. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Yeah, grade so schools and high schools. Primarily in the Midwest area, or is it spread across the country pretty All evenly? over. No, we're at Arizona Lutheran Academy down in Arizona, Divine Savior in Florida. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of all over the place, so it, it's around the country. Grade schools and high schools, 60 different schools, uh, either on site or we're serving them by video, and they can okay. help. But issues for teens are just, they're, they're you, you know, we're at, we're at one high school right now, and I bet you last year we probably saw almost 40% of the student body. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. It, it just, and again, and that's a school that understands mental health and understands the challenges and is trying to get them help. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate that opportunity. It is, it, there's just a lot of need out there right now. But it, it runs, it's across the board. It's just, it, you, you name it, and it's, it's coming in the door right now. And to Charlie's point, m- many of those schools, most of them, are Christian schools. Oh, yeah, and, all of them, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, you would think, well, mental health issues for teens shouldn't happen so much in the, our Christian schools. We shouldn't see that, right? Because they have the gospel there. They have support oh, system. Shoot. But They're we're seeing it just as much there, if not more, some of which is the kids themselves, some of which is how do I help a friend? How do I help a family member? And and that they're young people to be dealing with these kinds of things. Um, you know, I have a friend who's who's cutting or, you know, my my mom's depressed. How do I deal with this? That's a lot for a kid who's really supposed to be, according to society, in those carefree years. So yeah, yeah. Well, so much in the world is that hard to answer if you're just a parent. I mean, mm-hmm. that's those are some p- pretty heavy questions for people who generally aren't mm-hmm. trained in how to talk about those <laughs> kinds, of, kinds of things. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, if just kind of a follow-up question. So in regards to your online presence and in-person presence. Um, like what is that ratio like because i'm assuming 
my assumption would would be that the your online presence is significantly higher, correct? Yeah. Like when it comes yeah. to over the FaceTime or phone yep. call counseling. So yep. like is there a number or a ratio you could put to that? Yeah, of course with with COVID that you know, we've been doing online uh counseling services, video-based services since 2008. So oh. we we've, we've been doing this for a long time when COVID came we just we shifted everyone over to to video and all of our clients so it was a hundred percent you know during yeah. during that time uh but i'd say now with our outpatient services that that's your traditional hour a week kind of approach but with our outpatient services we're probably running i bet you a good 70 percent is is by video it's just it's convenient um people appreciate um you know counselors appreciate working from home you know mm-hmm. and we've got <laughs> oh, counselors all over the country that we that we have now they work entirely by video which has mm-hmm. opened up the door for us to to get more christian counselors in our organization they don't have to move they don't have to live around one of our clinics they don't have to go to one of our clinics <laughs> you work from your living room and you're doing great great stuff um so but i bet you it's between 65 70 percent right now is is wow. still by video well okay. i know my cfs guy was happy to work from home <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right right like, i don't want to sit across the table right. from gus and, and if i can you do this over a computer screen, a, uh, yeah. i just have one more question kind of in line of this thought if you don't mind i'm sorry okay i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that would do the land that's okay I, <laughs> not every joke lands, um, uh <laughs> oh shoot! No, well, now you made me blank on it. Okay, okay well so I've got a question. If you yeah, if you, go while for you're it. Waiting. And I'll okay, come back so um, I, w- when I hear you say things like we there, we we're full, like we, we have more people than we can help, um, the temptation then is to kind of do self triage and go like, do I really need counseling? Yeah. yeah. Any words of advice yeah. if if I'm like on the edge thinking I maybe could benefit from some counseling, but yeah. I also <laughs> I know there's people that need it more than me. Like any any words of advice on that? Well, I I guess I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna. St- remind people that um, the, the most important part of counseling is something that we all have. Re- and this is outcome research shows that the key factor in the reduction of symptoms is the ability to establish what's called therapeutic rapport. Mm. It's the ability to establish a relationship. So the, the biggest component for people to walk away and to say, man, that was super helpful. It's not the technique the therapist used. It's not that that's involved. That's a certain percentage. But the biggest percentage is just establishing a relationship and not being alone. You tie that into uh, a, a, a sense that there's hope for change. Well, now you're well over 50% in just those two things. Can, can any of us not do that for one another? Yeah. We, we can. Yeah. So it, do, do I think everyone needs to, to see a counselor? I think everyone needs to be in communion with one another and fellowship and support and have relationships because I think our culture has, has kind of fallen down on that now. So but people are looking for relationship and our congregations, our schools, our families, we can do that for one another. So it, we're just one piece of that supportive entity that's out there. And sometimes I think too many people think, well, I got a problem. I got to go to counseling. Well, I, I, you got friends, pastors, teachers, staff ministers, you know, family that you can turn to as well um, to give good Christian support to. Um, now, if people are using that and they are, they are struggling, hey, 
come on over. We we loved it. Come to one session. One session. If it if you think it's goofy, don't <laughs> you you don't have to come back. Um, but come on in for one session. Um, some op- common obstacles. Number one, financial. People don't want to get counseling because it costs money. Um, they use they have insurance. You know they use insurance. And so many people have a $20,000 deductible, so they got to pay for it out of their pocket anyway. So financial is the biggest obstacle. Well, we partner with congregations across the country in what's called our member assistance program. Christian Family Solutions covers half the cost. Congregation covers half the cost. Member receives the service at no cost. Removes that obstacle completely. So if someone's struggling, they've used the community of believers, and they think, I have something a little bit more that I need but I'm not going to pay for it. That's some pastor can pull out, you know what? We'll give you three sessions, no cost. We're going to cover this. Just give it a shot. Give it a try. Talk to someone who can establish a relationship with you, who can love you, who can share the love of Christ with you, and can help guide and direct with some of those specific questions and challenges that you're dealing with. Yeah. I've heard a few guys say things like, I won't go to counseling because I want to talk to somebody that I don't trust. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to talk to somebody I don't know. You have Absolutely. anything to say to that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, who, who, which of us just wants to walk up to a total stranger and, and start talking about the most, you know, deepest, darkest challenges <laughs> Except in life? for Gus. You know? Well, maybe <laughs> Gus. Okay. Gus is out that. there, man. You're, you're good. Yeah. But <laughs> I, it, that's true. I, I, don't, I don't blame people. There is a certain amount of vulnerability. And a certain amount of, of, you know, fear and trepidation to talk to someone like this. Now, from our perspective, um, we understand that people are coming in with that. In fact, we even look at, at the people who answer our phones to, to, to just help them appreciate they're finally making this phone call. Mm. And they want to talk to someone who is loving, who is kind who is patient, mm-hmm. and our support staff do that, the people answering the phones, and our counselors obviously do that, and we want to make it a good experience for everyone that's coming to us so they're safe, they're comfortable, and that relationship can be established in a trusting way in a matter of minutes if you if you really focus on it and you do it well. So something that we started implementing at the college from you guys was the resiliency training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how yeah. has that, or how many other organizations have been able to gain access to that kind of training in their places? I mean, the college is doing it. Like how well, spread well, out? Is see, I mean, what is it too? Like that? Yeah, what is? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is? Resiliency yeah, I guess training? for the, yeah for everyone who doesn't know, what is <laughs> resiliency training? Right. Well, uh, your listeners should probably go check out the podcast with Karen Fisher. Not, yes. Not, well, uh, too long Actually, ago. we didn't talk about that a lot. So <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, Karen Fisher wrote the the resilience project, and she wrote it because when she was teaching um, students at WLC as an adjunct professor, mm-hmm. she noticed that there were some things that came up again and again as she was talking to young people that if they could just again bringing that clinical side to God's word so if they just had a few skills that they implemented with consistency in their lives they could be more resilient people and so she started to write this stuff down and then she started to present it and it caught fire and so now at CFS we have helped her kind of put that all in a curriculum and she's going out she's done some train the trainer sessions Mm -hmm. and she's really trying to get those resilience there's six 
like cornerstone resilience skills yep. that she's teaching on and um, it's been really well received. She is she has a vision and this is beautiful um, to use mental health outreach as outreach for congregations. Mm. So uh, a congregation can hold uh, an event teaching the resilience skills and invite the public in and create that community of support that Dan is talking about. Um, that's what our world needs right now. And if our congregations are going to be responsive to the needs, um, the Resilience Project is one way to do that. Well, one of the things that I like most about it is it unifies you all under the same terminology. Yeah. So, you, so that instead of talking about the same thing, but with a whole bunch of different words, you're all understanding exactly what you're saying to one another when you're going through the issues that people are going through. You know, there's not that many... I can't see. I can't pull up an example right now. But <laughs> if I had my binder in just front of me, trust me. Yeah, yeah. If I had my binder, I mean, it's just awesome because yeah. you go out into the secular world, and one group of people is going to have a word that means something along. Oh, yeah, I can't even. I don't know what I'm going for. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, something as simple as radical acceptance. Yeah. Y- yeah. You know, when yep. when right. when there are change when there are problems in life that you cannot change you have no control over them mm-hmm. you know you can fret about them you can stew about them you can create the anxiety around them or you can radically radically accept that it's mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. you can't do anything about it yeah uh, and then move forward so but these are these are skills that i mentioned before so many teens are coming to us these are skills that uh, somewhere along the the way they're not being taught anymore it, or, or they're not being learned mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe some and i don't know we can all that's another <laughs> issue for podcast is, is <laughs> what sure. you know where where are these things being not not coming from but it, it now there are teens who the the smallest difficulty in life th- just fall apart yep. it, and they're they're not using some of these basic skills of resilience right. that that we used to uh, get in 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 have in our repertoire to to function mm-hmm. um so you tie in with god's word and um, it, it's just a, it's a great marriage because you, you are now giving people very specific skills mm-hmm. and understandings that if they didn't get them somewhere, well, you get them at MLC or you get them in high schools. We, we do them in, in congregations, we, the Resiliency Project now. Um, so it's, it is an definitely an opportunity for congregations to reach into the community because the community where con- every single congregation is located, their community is hurting. And they are struggling with depression and anxiety and marital discord and pornography and uh, everything. They're all very broken right now, and they're reaching out for help. And where are they going? Well, many of them are going to secular counseling, but they live in the shadow of St. Something Lutheran Church. And, and the pastor there, who's a great pastoral counselor, has got a community of believers and faithful people yeah. that we can tie them into. So that, that's just like, this is now, the Lord is just putting opportunity at our feet to share the gospel message with people during some of their darkest times of life. Yeah, and I think maybe where Gus was trying to go, maybe this is where you're right where you're headed, but um, once you do resiliency training like that as a 
congregation, now you have a common language you can speak yep. as well. And That's so you're talking, <laughs> you can have conversations about what you're feeling, about what you're going through, about how to move forward that you wouldn't necessarily have otherwise, and it's a lot easier to communicate then. But as you're talking, one of the things that popped in my brain is I think it's Stephen Mansfield writes about the idea that you know, throughout history, particularly with young men, but also very much the case with young women, is like fathers and sons would work like shoulder to shoulder, right? And yep. they would learn a trade from each other and those things. And of course, you're learning how to make money. But there's so much more in that kind of an oh, apprenticeship yeah. um, that passes between a father and a son or between a mother and her daughters, um, such as resiliency and such as a common yep. language and common experience and things that we are com almost completely missing out on as a society at the moment. Yep. And that's one of the strengths of the com Christian community at large and really any, any faith communities um, is that often in faith communities you do have that kind of contact with your parents and those kinds of relationships um, and if our if our churches are doing uh, the jobs they're supposed to be doing that's part of the culture they're creating as well is a community of believers that are sharing those things right uh, with each other and that's just right. what you're kind of making me think of as we, as we came through there yeah um, you're talking to a captive audience of young men here uh, on podcast. So um, I would, in my experience, maybe you can contradict me on this. It'd be awesome if you could. Uh, but in my experience, young men are often less excited about pursuing particularly mental health counseling than anybody yeah. else is. Um, how how do I know that this is something I should consider uh, or work towards? How do I know that I need to seek out counseling? What, what, what are maybe some markers along the way that says, yep, uh, it's time to get some help? Yeah, and, and it's not just even young men, it's men in general, because, y you know, yeah, typically yeah. men in general, we have all the answers, and we of don't course, need yeah. counseling. Obviously. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Darn and, right. And we're not going to seek out someone yeah, else Connor, to give us the Connor answer. has, oh, by the way, okay, so here's, here's a question. <laughs> right, I should have let you answer your, the question first. But here, here's my question. Yeah. Is if you're a man who's looking to become, like, a, a mental health therapist or a counselor, do you, is it required that you grow a beard or you is it just to, common man. practice? Yes. Connor's, yeah, we're there, man. Yeah, no, his, his is awesome. He's, that, got, that, he's got a great awesome. beard, doesn't yeah, he? He's yeah. a handsome dude. Yeah, so trimmed real well. Ever, yeah. Yeah. What point man, does he's the beard a, become too rabbinic, though? Rabbinic, yeah. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I don't you know can if it can become too rabbinic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gus, you got to get there, man. Hey, you got to go there. Someday you'll hit puberty. Just let it go. Just let it go. I think I need some mental health good stuff. That was Gus. Guys with beards are more. That was the last for Gus. Guys with beards are more apt to get counseling. I, I don't know. Maybe oh, that's it. Yeah. Maybe. Well, there's yeah. that study out there that people generally are more trusting towards men with beards. Bearded men? Yeah, really? Like that's that's a serious yeah, thing. I remember you're just that joking in high me. school. I learned that. Okay. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So uh, check out the Nature just said it. we're going to make sure nobody trusts Gus by not giving me anything. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, talking yeah. to young men, yeah. wh at what point should I see counseling or begin to consider yeah. it? it? Again, it's... It, it's it, it is harder for guys. It is not going to lie, um, and it's when when you are at the point where you see that there are there's a change in your life, and it is impacting areas of your life like your school, your schoolwork, your social support, your relationship with your parents, your desire for God's word and and church when you see those changes happening that's your red flag and that's that means something ain't right and who are you going to talk to again teens young people usually go to other young people they turn to their support that's the number one place where they go to which is fantastic 
if you have a social support <laughs> network established. Yeah. If you don't, you know, and you one that's going to give you beneficial support. positive right, right, support. right, yeah. yeah, both sides. Um, if you recognize that your social support network is lacking, and you are noticing a change in your emotions, in your, in its impacting your life, that's that's your red flag to say, you know what, I got to reach out here somewhere somehow. Uh, and that's when you go to our website, ChristianFamilySolutions.org. You hit the request an appointment button, and you fill out your information. We will call you. You don't even have to pick up the phone anymore to call. We will contact you. Just go to our website and make it all safe and, and nice. And if you, you know, y- y- some people need to, to make that request five times before they finally pick up the call when we call them, you know, because they're just scared and they don't want to do it. It's okay. The, again, Lord's going to lead you at the right time and the right, at the right place to get that help. I'm very confident of that. And when you finally get to that point where you want that help and you're motivated to change, that's perfect time. It's perfect time to come. And yeah. that's when the relationship can just that relationship with a Christian counselor around God's word, using techniques that we can help with. That's where change can happen. And there's hardly anything that I can think of that I have ever said, man, this can't change. You're, you're just, you're, man, this sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry you, we got nothing for you. Yeah. Um, that, that's not it. Everything can change. We have a powerful God yeah. who does powerful things in our life. Mm-hmm. It can change. Your relationship with your parents, it can change. Relationship with your wife, it can change. Those thoughts of, of hurting yourself, it can change. That time when you're up all night long worrying about everything in life, it can change. We have a powerful God who can help us through that. Amen. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> no, no, oh, that was just awesome. <laughs> okay, great. No, um, it appears to, to 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 a layman, it certainly appears that um, mental health is on the rise. Or oh, no, yeah. not that's not the whoa mental. Di- di- in, in mental health uh, challenges. Well, there we go. There Thank you. Is. Yeah, <laughs> issues maybe are on the rise, um, and uh, I don't know. Just as somebody who's watching from the outside, it seems to to be that yes, they are on the rise, but then also um, it almost is becoming like the the trendy thing to do. Also, yeah. do you, yep. is that an accurate assessment? Oh, yeah. um, and oh, do you yeah. have anything to say about any of that? Yeah, yeah I mean. It, there's a lot, especially if you subscribe to social media, there is a lot of um, talk about memes. mindfulness and finding where you find your strengths and things like that. And yeah. of course, um, you know, as we when we started the conversation, we talked about a lot of Christians will, will say, you don't need that, you need God's word. Well, yes, you need God's word. There is a place <laughs> for those things. Um, so the lot, a lot of the things we try to do is just educate people about mental health because if there's been a stigma and nobody has learned about it until all of a sudden we're in this crisis, um, you need to learn about it. So, so we often talk about um, kind of the spectrum of need and the spectrum of care. So in the beginning is that healthy self-care, um, going to see your pastor if you need to, having that community of Christians, um, you, you know, going to our website and, and looking at a video on how you shop for thoughts. Um, <laughs> things that are going to be good skills that you can learn on your own and maintain in a good, healthy lifestyle. But then there's a, well, I don't know, I think this is, I, I'm having trouble still with that level of care. I need 
you know, something more. So you might go and see an outpatient counselor. That outpatient counselor is going to determine if you're making progress based on the measurements um, during your visits. And then from there, there's this next level that I don't think a lot of people know about, the intensive outpatient programs, which are as you you might say in the medical world a higher dose of care <laughs> to provide um, some if you have had some trauma or something um, you know very significant significant levels of depression and anxiety and things like that you might need that higher dose that is outpatient <laughs> but it's still um, more than once a week with a, a counselor Beyond that, you get into things like inpatient hospitalization. Once you've progressed that far, like for example, if someone will hurt themselves or, or do something, speak in that manner, they're going to get hospitalized. Well, that's mm -hmm. stabilization, that is not treatment. So just educating people about that spectrum so that they find the resources they need either on their own or through a counselor or through that next level of care before they get to the need for hospitalization, I think is really important. And especially for parents to know that about teens and, and to have a, a good watchful eye on their teens and where they might be on that spectrum. Um, we're doing a lot of that kind of education so that people understand what's available to them. Yeah. Do, um, is, do, do, is there a tendency to make your I'm trying to think of how to phrase this? If this is an offensive way to phrase it, then <laughs> shoot it back at me. Okay, um, is is there? Do people sometimes almost make like, like make their situation worse for themselves by like almost adopting issues that they might not? You know what I'm trying to say? It almost feels like sometimes like when you're on social media specifically, it almost feels like it's an accessory you have to have is well, like yeah, some trauma or something in your, the past, you right? You see all these famous people and friends of yours posting stuff like that and getting respo positive responses. I, mm -hmm. I would be willing to bet there's a yearning for that kind of mm -hmm. thing, right? right? Uh, yeah, there, there I, I is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you talk Again, to that at all? People are looking for relationship and one way to establish relationship is around problem talk oh. it, 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 that that's and i think that you when you mentioned before is it the trendy thing it, yeah it is and i think i think the further away we our society society culture you know leaves god <laughs> um the more we see the need and the more it becomes the thing to do is to seek out con man secular counselors they're making a killing right now uh, and really i mean they're just now we're getting killed because we don't, you know, we're covering half the cost of our uh, of the counseling services that we provide for people. It's a ministry. So it, it yeah. is, and we're and we are we're again, it's an opportunity. We love it, but there there aren't too many people, you know, sometimes helping people look for other avenues of support that could be helpful. Um, either they're not there, um, they're they're making that killing. I mean, they're they're happy to, to provide the services. Perpetuating. As you need it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just, there, there's other ways of, of, there's other ways of doing this. Mm -hmm. um, but, but it is, it can be very trendy. I had, I had, uh, y you know, there are, there are teens that don't go to school some days because, well, I got my depression today. Y you know, it's just, it, it, it's almost like a, like a mental health, you know, talk that, that everyone has has assumed that that we're just all on the same page with and we all have it now about 20 percent of the population pre-covid had a diagnosable mental health condition that needed treatment and support 
um, post-COVID, I have seen, I've seen numbers as high as 40%, and those studies are still coming out. COVID just unleashed the mental health underlying vulnerabilities in our culture and society. It just opened up the box to, to a, lot of, a, a lot of challenges. Primarily, I think, again, another podcast, we'll talk about it <laughs> later, <laughs> but I think, you know, when you are restricted from having relationship with people, there you go. That's when the door flies open and my problems and challenges come out mm. like crazy. Yeah. Well, it's the importance of relationships and friendships for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. All right. Well, as we wind down here, uh, first of all, uh, any any last words, anything you want to say? You've got, like I said, you've got a captive audience of thousands of young men listening to you right now. So anything yeah. you want to just say blanket to, to young men out there? Well, d- to me, I would say thank you thousands of young men for listening. Mm-hmm. Because you are listening because your heart is touched by the word through the Holy Spirit. And you are here to learn and to grow. That, that is awesome. That's awesome because when you are listening to a podcast like this, you are looking for ways to grow and to learn. And you're looking for skills and, and things that you can demonstrate your love for God by, by doing. Not doing so that God loves you. You're doing because we know God has done everything for us and he loves us. So thank you for listening. And that change that you're looking for, that you're striving for, that will come. That will come as you continue to listen, as you continue to be in relationship with others. Um, this is th- this, It's awesome that you're here and listening. Awesome. Right. Cool. All right, you guys, anything? Uh, I would just say, you know, we talked before we start about winding paths to get where we are. (laughs) And maybe some of your listeners are on a winding path. Um, I was one of those Christian women who thought mental health was touchy-feely kind of stuff. (laughs) I never Mm -hmm. thought I would be where I am supporting this organization right now. But at a moment where there was an issue in my family and I didn't know where to turn I called and this man Dan Amundsen answered the phone one night and helped me get an appointment for a family member that it it just it turned things around when I was at a loss and so there's probably listeners who are kind of in that place right now where they don't know where to turn and you need someone to trust you know you've got your congregation you've got your trusted friends and there's also clinical help if you need it and just you'll never you never know where the Lord's gonna take you in life, but he gives us purpose. And that's why I'm just happy to support this organization of Christians. And there was nothing touchy and feely about our phone call that night either. No, I, you know, no, it was yeah. like how do right. I get an appointment? What how right. do we pay for this? What <laughs> right. what's gonna happen in the session? I mean, all those things he walked me through, I had no idea. And and now here I am. So awesome. Thank you, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cool. Thank you, um, Connor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Connor, you're doing great, man. <laughs> you're doing you're great. You're looking great. The face yeah. of Gird Up right there. And the face <laughs> of Gird Up. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have to give you a beard sticker on the way out. It looks an awful lot like Connor's beard. I'll That's say that. right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. um, as, like I said, as we wrap it up here, um, how can, uh, first of all, if anybody is hoping to get services from Christian Family Solutions, how do they get in contact with you? Yeah, website, ChristianFamilySolutions.org. Big button at the top of every page of our website, request an appointment. Okay. Fill out your information. We'll call you back. 
we'll go through through the things that that are a challenge for you right now we'll direct you to the right level of care the right service options where you're located you know you want video do you want in person we'll go through all of that with our great intake staff and they'll just give you options and and make what is unclear more clear so that you can see a path for help um, because it's confusing you know yeah. just insurance itself is confusing i mean just mm -hmm. just that that's crazy and if if you don't have the funds if you're located too far from our clinic in a state where we don't have clinics we have member assistance program with over 800 organizations right now around the country around the world actually um, and we can always find uh, you know a congregation or your own congregation uh, you know talk to your pastor about getting in meet by video meet in person just again removing those obstacles but it all starts on our website request an appointment we'll, we'll kick things off that way awesome and in the spirit of healthy self-care <laughs> you can follow us on facebook or linkedin or instagram um, not because I'm advocating that everyone should be on social media, because I think we've talked about some of the issues <laughs> related to that, but we try to be a nice uh, 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 opposing viewpoint to some of what the world will do um, by by offering positive, helpful things on our on our feeds. Awesome, yeah. And then uh, final question then, if somebody wants to support the work that you guys are doing at CFS, how can they do so? I'm here. I mean, you can come on over and, you know, give a, give a donation. I mean, that'd be great. That's well, what if somebody's <laughs> listening at home or on the other side of the yeah, country? No, listen, I how can I'm they? just joking We appreciate with you. our oh, okay. donor base. So yeah, come over to Charlie's house because for all you know, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> this is a little more scenic than my dining room. But, yeah. but yeah, how can, how can they get a hold of you guys and, and be able to make a donation or something like that? Yeah, again, ChristianFamilySolutions.org. Uh, another link right at the very top, make a donation. Right. Um, and... All of our funds go to support our ministry to hurting people. So we we do not charge full price. We don't turn people away. It you know for lack of funds, we work with congregations, we work with schools, we work with the the donations that we receive, and we need you know with the services that we're providing, we need well over a million dollars a year in donations. And the Lord is good. He moves a lot of people to help us with that. And we just continue to see more and more people come to us. So we'd appreciate more of that support. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Dan and Angie, better known as Danji. 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 Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for being on the show. Uh, thank you for your time. Yeah. Um, God's blessings on the work that you do. Thank you also personally for the, for the ways you guys have been uh, service to me and to a lot of my friends. Um, and uh, gentlemen, we love you. God bless you. Shoot, I forgot again. Be the again. man that God created you, you to be. Be the man God created you to be. We'll see you next time. All right, and before you guys... On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms. 
and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.